Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Become a diehard. Hey, guess what? Diehard open Q&A immediately following today's program. The post-show, if you will. This show is here. Johnny Venerable, Bull Brock, Damon Dog, behind the mic. Bone Eye rocking co-white lids today. That's a fact. But we're going to talk about facts and fictions at the top of the show. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going around as it relates to the top prospects, Bo. That's right. Some information, some misinformation, some conflicting reports. When you look at, you know, the, the the church or the cult of Justin Fields that will not stand down as far as him remaining a Chicago Bear. And yeah. then, of course, this uh, this free agency market, as we learned a little bit about maybe one of the pass rushers that's not going to become available despite his impending free agency. We're just going to try to debunk fact from fiction today. Uh, and keep, of course, our always educated viewers, listeners, chat members informed as best as possible. Yeah, you guys are smart. Uh, we have the smartest chat on the interweb. And half the time, <laughs> you guys send us stuff. And it's like, hey, have you seen right. this? Have you talked about this? Uh, the stuff around Caleb Williams, I think that's where we should start. Because there's no Marvin to Arizona or the potential for Marvin to Arizona if the Chicago Bears screw around with the first overall pick and don't take Caleb Williams. But as you and I have said, really since like it feels like maybe like Thanksgiving, the Chicago <laughs> Bears are going to take Caleb Williams, or at least it's the right move to take Caleb Williams. And then Justin Fields had a little bit of a run, and by a run, I mean they won games with defense and a run game. But by the time the dust settled at the end of the season and they were outplayed by Jordan Love and company, and you go back and you look at his statistics and his season as a whole, pretty underwhelming. And the fact that Caleb Williams appears very much of the mind that he, he could go to Chicago and be fine with that. He's not going to hold out. I, it, it, you know, we have seen the tide turn a little bit, but there are still, as you mentioned, the Justin Fields truthers out there. That's right. The cult of Justin Fields. They will take any statistic, any play, and they will bend it as far as it will go, as long as far as its structure will let it bend until it becomes, you know, as we talk about factor fiction before it becomes yeah. fiction. But, yeah. you know, you look at the stats and Caleb Williams has won 10 games in his three-year NFL career. It's just, it's not enough production. And when you're standing here at the crossroads and he has, you know, the decision to be made on his fifth-year option and the ability for the Chicago Bears, because they own the Carolina Panthers selection, which is at the top of the NFL yeah. draft, they have the ability to get the cream of the crop, Caleb Williams and pivot their whole direction, their organization behind his arm and legs instead of Justin Fields. And I think it's just such a slam dunk move for Ryan Poles and crew. So much so that our guy, Benjamin Albright took to Twitter, Bull Brock and uh, has very much been of the same mindset. First of all, we love Ben. He's a friend of the program and he's been adamant with things like uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. And Jaden Daniels, but he had this to say on Caleb Williams, 
via Twitter, via Instagram, among other things, the Chicago Bears uh, appear set on their path. Albright is among the most accurate insiders in the business, especially in the draft season. Like, you know, it's it, it's hard to hit on stuff 365, you know, seven days a week, but he's he's money in draft season. He said that Los Angeles Charger hiring Jim Harbaugh a full month before anybody else. His connections are strong. So him saying the Bears have no interest in moving off the number one spot means everything. It fully means Poles intends to reset the quarterback clock. Of course, Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, with a player of his choosing that appears to be Caleb Williams. It also means Fields will be traded at some point in March or April, securing the Bears a probable second round pick. A lot to digest there. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, the, the value for Justin Fields, the fact that, I mean, if the bears are telling you they're not trading the number one pick or they're not at least open to calls, it's a done deal. Slam the book shut. Yeah. And they, I don't think that they want to wear that, uh, that burden potentially the the team that traded out of the opportunity to select Kayla Williams. and, And then also what they haven't seen from, from Justin Fields yet that, that would match up with the tape that Williams has shown, albeit at the college level, but at a at a high level as far as prospect wise, you know they don't want to be the team that that passed on the ability to take Caleb Williams, right? Especially yeah. when they were just in an opportune situation to do it. Uh, so I I just think you know, and, and Benjamin Albright already is dealing this off season when he was the guy that had Dave Canales going to the Carolina Panthers job, yeah. you know, days before anybody else. He's pretty much forecasted, I believe. All but one of these coaching carousel moves. I think there was one he was behind. He was talking about Harbaugh just about as early as you were, Johnny. Uh, I mean, Albright's dialed in, and this is the season where he shines. And I think that he's 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 on it here. He's got his finger to the pulse as far as the Bears' quarterback situation, and you know uh, that that Bears beat that picked it up and, and just pretty much assured its audience that that's what he's saying. And, and you should you know give a lot of credence to it. I, I really like your point about not wanting to be the team that passes on Caleb Williams. Like what is a better chance of happening? Caleb Williams becoming a star quarterback or Justin Fields leaving and burning you somewhere else. I think, I think we know what, what the better chance of opportunity is going to be like Caleb Williams could be a starter for 10 years and be a solid player. I still like that as an option over let's try to run it back with a guy who's never won in three years. Like that, that to me is the, the, the most significant piece of this entire equation it's who you have to compare Caleb Williams to who you have in house. Like if this is the bills or the chiefs picking first overall, it's a different conversation, but you compare it to Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields leaves and goes and becomes like Jared Goff 2.0 or has a nice career, you say, congratulations, Justin, we're happy for you. But you then need to make sure that you do everything to, to have Caleb Williams succeed as a part of your franchise. I also like the fact that, Chicago isn't screwing around as it relates to like making this pick available or like faux talking about trading the pick. Cause that would only upset Caleb and his family. It's like, mm-hmm. I think, I think they're going to spend this off season, like courting each other. Like, I, I think that that's already happening. Like the bears and their people are going to get Caleb comfortable with the idea of playing for Chicago and vice versa. Right. You cannot screw around and say, yeah, we might trade the pick. And then Caleb's people are like, all right, trade it. I don't want to come to Chicago. Like this is a very delicate situation. And I, again, there, there is no reason to believe that the Chicago Bears are going to take anything but a quarterback first overall, too. I see a lot of that. Well, we're not going to trade down, but we might take somebody else. We might take Marvin first overall. That's draft malpractice. It's never happened. Yeah. It won't happen. And uh, it's great. It's great to have this much clarity. What I think is clarity for this in late January 
And I know a lot, Bo, a lot of people push back and say, well, things change in the offseason. Things change for draft season. Be that as it may, this is a historic draft class with players that we've been hearing about for two plus years. When that happens, we get clarity early on. Like when Trevor Lawrence yep. was available, he was a Jacksonville Jaguar the, the minute the season was over. Like last year, we can go through our cadences and talk about C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. You don't mess around with this class. Right. No, yeah, you're not going to F around. And no. uh, I think the perfect pass sports says it great in the chat as well. They passed them Mahomes. I mean, that draft, they traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. And then, you know, they, you see the Chiefs maneuver, and, and it's hilarious, and it's become, you know, more evident on show social media that they utilize yeah. the Bills pick. Uh, just more nightmare fuel for Buffalo Bills fans as they can't get past Mahomes and the Chiefs that they oh, aided man. their ability to get Patrick Mahomes. And then you've got Deshaun Watson. Like, Mitchell Trubisky by far was was the worst option in that first round of the draft. So, and then you got Milt, who's saying, as a Bears fan, I hope Poles doesn't fall for the next Ryan Leaf. Look, that's talk about a take. I mean, that to say that he's going to be one of the biggest busts in NFL draft history, like Ryan Leaf was, and he admits that himself. I think that that's you know equally as, as crazy as saying that you know Caleb Williams is going to be generational in and you know take the Bears to where they've really never gone quarterback wise in their storied franchise history. But uh, I, I'm also curious about a couple other things that have been going on in the chat, and everybody's crushing it. But Didi, yeah. I wonder why Didi is so. Uh, so anti Marv to the Cardinals, I, and I let's, wonder if let's it's talk about it, that. Okay, let's get into it. Well, you go ahead. What like do you? Well, think I, I see a, a, do with? Okay, go ahead. And, and, and Didi, of course, is is one of our great diehards, and I hope to talk uh, to Didi to, uh, later today when we when we do our our, our open Q and A, and we open up the yeah. mics for the listeners and the viewers out there, and maybe add more context. To this but here's the chat. Uh, MHJ ain't coming to AZ. Thousand percent sure of that. I need to hear more about that. I mean, if MHJ is there at four, and this is from Didi in the chat, a team will call, move up to draft him. If MHJ is gone in the top three, a team will call us, move up for a QB. Either way, we will trade out of four. I don't know. Who is, I, who, I, I is, just, who is passing on a quarterback in the top three? I don't see any team that has the luxury to doing that. The commanders, I, they they are just, they have a vision, and it is not... Unfortunately, Sam Howell isn't it, you know, and as far as wherever they, whatever direction they go with uh, the coaching position and, and we talk about Albright, Albright says it seems like it's Ben Johnson's job to lose the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Like Ben Johnson's known for his work with a reclamation project in Jared Goff, but I don't think that he's up to the task with a guy like Sam Howell. I think that he would take, you know, a, a top prospect in the form of whatever Washington identifies through their scouting and Jaden Daniels or Drake may is the next best quarterback in this draft. So then you're looking at the new England Patriots here, Johnny. So the new England Patriots, you're saying a team is going to do what the Texans did last year. And they're going to trade up into the top three for a non quarterback. I mean, it, there's a precedent for it, but not with a, with a prospect sitting right there, the caliber of may or the caliber of Jaden Daniels. I think that there's less question marks surrounding those two than there was, say, of a, of, a, of a Anthony Richardson last draft. You know what I thought of last night after the Harbaugh news broke and a time to digest, right, and the gauntlet that is the AFC? Yeah. If you're the New England Patriots and Jim Harbaugh just entered your – like the Chargers are, are picking fifth overall with Justin Herbert because they were a dumpster fire at head coach. That's been mm -hmm. remedied. I think the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl within the next half decade. 
I think that highly of Jim Harbaugh and, and the infrastructure he can create. So if you're Gerard Mayo and you're in the AFC and it's a quarterback gauntlet and the head coaches are aces, I mean, that, that, that conference is insane right now. And you're sitting there at third overall and you have a chance to take your franchise quarterback and you opt not to do so to sign uh, Russell Wilson or to sign Ryan Tannehill and go tackle or go wide receiver, you're going to get fired. You're not going to get fired this year. You're, you're going to get fired within the next three plus years because you cannot compete in the AFC now with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Josh Allen's in your own division and Tua and Mike McDaniel are certainly competent, right? Like, good luck in that division because I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Burrow coming back, like, you will fail. Right. And I like Gerard Mayo. Cardinals interviewed him. I, he's a tremendous coordinator. I, I hope he does well. He's not going to do well if they pass on a quarterback. It, you are setting yourself up for failure. That's your one trump card, your ace in the hole. If you're the commanders and especially the Patriots, we have a ticket to the big show to get a quarterback in this quarterback blue chip draft. If we screw around and give that away, we are inviting ourselves to lose our jobs. Right. You, you no, only I'm keep Jared Goff or you only keep a veteran when that's really mm -hmm. like your only choice. When you when you when you have no other choice, when you're not presented with this golden ticket, they have right. it. Use it. Of course they will. Even Bill Belichick, the GOAT of NFL head coaches, fell victim to the fuck around and find out chart. That's right. As far as if you don't have a quarterback. After Tom Brady left New England, they did what you know the Denver Broncos have been doing and these these organizations that are naive, maybe even arrogant to think. That Very arrogant. The NFL, that you can survive without good quarterback play. I mean, when you look at the Patriots roster last three years, like this year, it's it was bad, right? And I think it was just, you know, years of, of poor drafting and bad decisions and parting ways with talented players and having kind of a drawing the line in the sand very quickly. And that's fine. Like you can run your organization how you want. But, you know, it, it was a product and it was just left pretty barren. Like they have some talent on defense. And then you look at, around there's really not much more there and i think if you're going to just hit the reset button like really the only opportunity is through a quarterback or what monty did last year and and trade out but you're going to trade out and you're going to have that quarterback tax and you're going to trade out to a quarterback needy team so it's either they stick and pick and take the qb or they trade out and somebody else takes the qb they also don't have a kyler murray in-house and I like people scoff at that because they have an agenda against Kyler Murray. And that's fine. Think yeah. what you want. Like they, you don't have a Kyler Murray to lean on. Like they have nothing at the position. We talked about it. It's comparable to the Cardinals defensive line. $5 super chat. Michael Dumpson. We should be talking about what number Marv is going to wear. I've got my money <laughs> on 11. Wow. Let him continue the legacy. I don't hate that. I would though. I mean, I've got a piece coming out, Johnny on the spot comparing the impact of Marvin a la Larry Fitzgerald 20 years ago, but I, let him pick his own number. But I, I think you just run it back with 18, right? You just say, Hey, BJ Ojolari, go pick a different number. I think that Marv has already had an opportunity to wear the same number as a hall of fame receiver in this namesake and his dad, he chose a different number. He wants to create his own legacy. That's the sense yeah. I get from Marvin Harrison jr. But I love it. Michael Dumpson, who I was fortunate enough to meet out at Cardinals training camp earlier nice. this year is a delight. Uh, great graphic designer. Fantastic. Love to see him love in the, the chat. Also, yeah, love to see this from uh, Torchdown. Cannot wait to see how well Monty does this year with a full team of scouts. He's about to light it up. We're going to let Monty cook, right? As cliche as it is, we're just going to let him cook. 
put his apron on, let him go to go to work. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're gonna be eating good this off season. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's gonna be subtracted of a premium pass rusher. It looks like we're gonna get to that here in a second. But first, we're gonna talk to you about our friends at Bet MGM. Bet five, get one fifty eight instantly. We've got a banner weekend championship. Sunday is here. Who do you like? I unfortunately think San Francisco is gonna win. Devo Samuel's practicing. Baltimore, I, I like Baltimore to finally end KC's run of dominance in the AFC. But regardless, dabble with our friends at BetMGM. Download the app today, iOS or Android, or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least 5 bucks in your newly created account. Place that wager, 5 bucks on Johnny's Parlay of the Week. Go and chalk Baltimore and San Francisco once you place the bet. Regardless of the outcome of your rate wager, you're going to receive 158 in bonus Bets. So you get your winnings. If you win some, plus 158. If not, you still get the bonus bucks. How can you beat that? Guess what? You can't. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my sweet, sweet friend, producer extraordinaire, Damon Dog. Talk about it in the disclaimer. One problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text hope 467 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-91-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Monty Austin, for what we talk about him, he's uh, raising the floor as far as this Arizona Cardinals roster goes. Already did it in 2023 while cleaning up the mess of his predecessor and then it's to the moon as far as 2024 and beyond for the Cardinals now going on second year general manager. And if talking about raising the floor, starting with a great foundation, let's talk about our friends over at Empire today. We love our friends over at Empire today. Well, shopping for new carpeting, new flooring, it can be a hassle. It can be so frustrating, but not with Empire today. They make it quick, convenient. And you're not going to regret it with what they do as far as their experts. It's not just somebody they pulled off the street, somebody that was they just found at the old blockbuster that shut down. They've got people that are experts as far as floor goes, flooring goes. They've got their Empire Today virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in your condo, in your house. Check them out right now, and you can start to save money right away. Log on to the website, empiretoday.com slash phnx, and you'll receive a $350 discount. Uh, flooring that's a phnx to log on empiretoday.com slash phnx the uh, nfl coaching carousel continues to churn uh we're going to talk about it here in a little bit the maybe my favorite uh most relatable tweet i have seen kevin clark of the <laughs> athletic did you see this bill belichick get ready to learn how to read the gambling podcast ad disclaimer buddy <laughs> that's 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 pretty rough uh so bill belichick didn't get the atlanta job uh raheem morris did um, Josh Allen, not going to hit free agency. It looks like as a member of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 17 and a half sacks this year. And, uh, Trent Bulky, a little bit of a fraud GM, uh, came out <laughs> today, even though we haven't started conversations, he's right. not leaving. So they're going to tag him again for the second consecutive year. So I, I think we can safely scratch him off the Cardinals wish list this off season. Yeah, it's the right move for Jacksonville, right? And and we talked to to a couple different analysts, experts about this. And we're like, what's Jacksonville going to do? They've got you know yeah. two premier free agents potentially. Now they've got to figure out how they're going to keep Calvin Ridley, who they sent you know pretty high draft capital to Atlanta for last season while he was suspended mm-hmm. for for betting. Um, now he has a potential to hit the free agent market. So, yeah. you know, depending on what the Arizona Cardinals do, could they be players for somebody like Calvin Ridley? He's going to command, you know, upwards of 20 plus million dollars per season. 
uh, and had a bit of an uneven season, you know, in, in him kind of uh, getting implemented and acclimated to Trevor Lawrence and, and also working alongside a guy like Christian Kirk from a Cardinals receiver. But you know, Calvin Ridley, as talented as they come, a little bit, you know, later 20s, but I think he's going to be a guy that Jacksonville, they're rolling the dice here, but it's the right move to get the pass rusher under contract, franchise tag, or extension, whatever it may be. Just as Trent Balky doesn't make a lot of good moves. He's he was the main driving force for Hardball to leave San Francisco many years ago. And we thank him for that. Thank you for your yes, service, thank Trent. You, Trent. Yeah, but uh he this was the right move by them. Yeah, he hired Tim Jim Tom Sula once that made sure everybody picked up their <laughs> shoes at a press conference. Uh yeah. Now our <laughs> That's attention a ripped turns, ass, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> turns to Brian Burns now. Uh and that they have a new infrastructure there in Carolina. So it could be a hot minute. But uh, Balky, very adamant that he's not leaving. Um, we're going to have a chance to dive into NFL free agency a ton this offseason. But I want to dive into some mock drafts, Bose. You've been collecting some of our faithful viewers' mocks. We got mocked yesterday for our mock here and there, certainly last week when I went rogue. So I want to see uh, the best that you've got with the PFF mock draft simulator. Building our empire today mock draft. This is the PHNX Cardinals podcast 2024 presented by our friends at Empire today, carpet and flooring. Bob Brock, you saw some mocks. Did you like what you see today? I did. Let's uh, let's fire this up. And yeah, thanks to our friends over at Empire today. Love the mock draft. They wanted to be a part of it. So uh, we're excited to partner with them for them to be the main sponsor of any mock draft content that we do. So we're winning producer Damon Dog. If you would, let's see the first mock draft. And if you just jump on Mike and tell me who this is from, and then we'll kind of break it down. This is Ray. All right. It sounds like uh, Damon Dog's microphone is from the Wendy's uh, <laughs> drive-through <laughs> down the street. But regardless, get we get frosty, it. Ray. <laughs> Let's hit that dollar menu again. Yeah, Ray hit me up via email. He says he loves the podcast, wanted to submit his. He doesn't have Twitter. So he emailed it. And look, he's getting picked. The top pick, right? Fourth overall, Marvin Harrison Jr. gets an A+. Plus, then he's taking Chris Braswell. Uh, out of Alabama with the second first round pick, the Houston pick, Johnny. Uh, what do you say about these first two first round selections from Ray? I, I like him a lot. Braswell is a good player. He's really productive at Alabama. I mean, this is a chalk draft between rounds one through seven, and you're sticking and picking. The quality is there, though. Like, may, I always look at major universities that were in contention, everybody minus Duke. Like, those are reputable programs that churn out. NFL caliber prospects. So, I mean, like I, I have complained for half a decade that this franchise doesn't draft and develop enough from the big four or five, the teams that are in the college football playoff. I mean, you go Ohio state, Alabama back to back. Like I'm, I'm I'll never complain about that ever. <laughs> it's the versatile offensive lineman, Graham Barton that Damon and I are going to see firsthand at the senior bowl next week. Uh, DJ James out of the sec at Auburn with one of their three third round picks. You get yeah. the Clemson defensive line. So you're starting to chip away at all the Cardinals needs all in one draft. Uh, you get a guard at a BC. You get Mason Smith, the defense interior defensive line from LSU. You get the big young running back out of Wisconsin that just churns out top backs all the time. Braylon Allen, the successor potentially to James Connor, Max yeah. Melton, the cornerback out of Rutgers. Then you got Mizzou's Tyron Hopper, a linebacker, safety, Josh Proctor from Ohio State, and then Bryson Nesbitt, the wide receiver, taking him with your last pick in the seventh round. I like it, Ray, uh, covering a lot of needs there 
uh, scouring all the Power Five conferences force to do so. Nice work, Ray. Damon Dog. next up on the mock draft, building our empire today. Uh, wow, short and sweet, three rounds in. I, I can already tell it's going to be one of my favorites that we've done, Bo. Damon, who's uh, who submitted this one? Googsy. Oh, Googsy. Reminds me of one of my favorite <laughs> NBA players of all time, f- former Phoenix son, Tom Gugliotta. Googs. Googsy drops it off with Marvin Harrison Jr. Everybody's seen a theme here. And then staying in state with the tackle out of U of A for the 27th overall selection, Jordan Morgan. I'm liking it. Then going back-to-back interior defensive lineman from Texas, Byron Murphy the second, Tavondre Sweat. Then you're Love taking it. Mike Sanistrill, the corner out of Michigan. Big play in the natty. Big plays all during their national championship run out of Michigan. And then taking a big mauler. Our guy, our GM, Saul Bookman, loves this guy out of Kansas State. Cooper Beebe with the final third-round selection. I So I, I give this an A. This is one of my favorites I've seen um, because I love the two defensive linemen from Texas. Texas was outside of Michigan, the most dominant front that I saw in college football this year. I know they they lost to Washington because Washington was Kurt Warner, greatest show on turf 2.0 in that game. But <laughs> I, I love Texas's defensive line. I also think Jordan Morgan, if he makes it to 27, local product. We, we make too much of the local product. I have no issue drafting the best player on U of A's best team of the last 20 years or whatever it may be. And if that kid can, can, can come in and play right tackle, I think that's a tremendous story. I think Marvin is the cake. That's the icing where you get a generational prospect in the form of Larry Fitzgerald 2.0, and then you get a local product to come in and, and play right tackle that, I mean, you talk about stories for days and then obviously, you know, going national championship corner, Cooper Beebe, who is one of the best interior offensive linemen in the entire draft. Outside of Marvin, that's a very much a, a meat and potatoes draft, which I appreciate. And then you could probably dice it up a little bit on day three, get a running back, have some fun. But I that's an A draft, easily. Yeah, I really like that draft as well. And it, like that first-round scenario is why I kind of scoff at you know the reports that the Cardinals would go tackle first and then wide receiver later. Because I think Great that point. there's a significant drop-off between yeah. – like the Marvs and the neighbors and the Adunzes of the world. And then who would be there at 27? And yeah. it's a little bit closer between the alts, the fashion news, and then, you know, the Morgans that are at the back end of the first round. All right, let's keep this thing going. Uh, Damon, first off, I'd like a Baconator and uh, also uh, Dr. <laughs> Pepper. This is uh this is from who Damon? Lance. Uh, Lance. Romance. Let's check out this draft. He went the uh, Pro Football Network style. I'm a little Mm. hesitant with Pro Football Network after one of the reporters just uh, went off the cuff and said that Kyler Murray was not going to play this year, but they still have a solid mock draft simulator. That guy's still around. He had every credential in his file possible. (laughs) Let's get into Lance's uh, mock, though. He's, He's going the distance here. He goes Marvin Harrison Jr. for... Jordan Morgan at 34. So is there a trade in there for 27? Um, we'll, yeah, it we'll looks like he, he equipped pick 68. He got 68 okay. in a trade. And then goes Tavondre Sweat. He goes back-to-back Texas, but a different flavor here. He goes Tavondre Sweat, and then the running back, Jonathan Brooks, a successful wow, James spicy. Connor, taking the uh, top guard in this draft from UConn, Christian Haynes. And then uh, TJ Tampa at Iowa State. Don't know a lot about him, but great name. 
Uh, Peyton Wilson, somebody that asked about that yesterday, the NC State linebacker, off-ball linebacker, big kid, played in the ACC. Then we got McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M. I do know, I can confirm that, you know, Monty did attend one Texas A&M game this year, so he's going to have some insight, just uh, some scouting on his own. Brendan Rice, big 6'3 receiver, son of Jerry Rice out of USC. And then Josh Proctor, who we've seen earlier today out of Ohio State, the safety. And then Jace McClellan, running back out of Bama. So taking two backs in this draft. Ooh, cooking with gas. Um, so the trade here is really what the draft is going to be judged on. To get Jordan Morgan at 34 and to recoup, pick 68 in the process. It's an A draft. Um, Haynes immediately comes in, plays left guard. Brooks is the heir apparent to James Conner. We talked about Harrison, Morgan, and Sweat. And then day three, I mean, you're you're using a top 100 pick on a linebacker. That that linebacker is going to play next year. Uh, that Tampa cornerback is going to play next year. So um, I like the fact that even on day three, we're still kind of going BPA. Like uh, you're taking BPA at receiver. Clearly, you're going BPA at running back. The only glaring omission here is like, where's the pass rush going to come from? It's going to come from free agency and opening up the bag in March. So. You can see there, like if the Monty Austin Ford is not going to pass on value, and that to me was a value draft. And if that's and to me, that's how you that's how you build your team. You take you take the best players. And I think with the running back thing, like when you're doing these mocks, especially at this point in draft season, Senior Bowls next week, uh, yeah. that we'll, we're going to be there and give you more insight onto who these prospects are. And then you'll have the combine. You watch the guys perform in the underwear Olympics and put up big gaudy numbers, uh, and you'll learn more. Like Right now, like if you're sitting there and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I got to get 221st overall. I saw it McClellan play at Alabama. I'm going to take him just because I know more about him. Right. Yeah. So that's probably why he went two backs there. But yeah, solid draft. Uh, was it Jesus? Loved it. Um, let's check out what are we? Was that our third draft or fourth draft? It was our third. All right. We've got two more here. Who's this from, Damon? And I'll take a frosty and maybe uh, some chili as well. When he says elite chili. I believe this is our last one, actually, and it's from our friend Tyler H. Okay. All right. A lot Tyler of familiar H. names. A lot of familiar names on this one, and I like it. So we, it was a sweep. It was a clean sweep with the fourth overall selection. Marvin Harrison Jr. going to the Arizona Cardinals, and then he's wheeling and he's dealing, and the Cardinals trade down from 27 with the Detroit Lions who are in action this weekend. They get... It's a pick swap. They get 30th overall, so they still get the benefit of a fifth-year option. They get a third and a fourth-round selection. So nice move there by Monty, staying in the first round as well. And with that 30th overall selection, Kamari Lasseter out of Georgia. It's an A-minus from PFF's mock draft simulator. And then the wheeling and dealing continues, Johnny. Trades down with the 35th overall pick. Just a couple spots with the Giants to get, uh, it was at 39 and a third, an extra third-round pick. My God. This is beautiful. Sweet, sweet music. Troy Fontenew, the Washington, we'll call him a tackle for now, can pump inside and play guard as well. Get the edge, Adisa Isaac out of Penn State, a senior bowl uh, commit for next week. You get Rook uh, from Clemson, the interior defensive lineman, Dwayne Carter, interior defensive lineman, another ACC guy from Duke. And then you've got uh, Nehemiah Pritchard, a corner out of Auburn. And then Malik Mustafa out of Wake Forest at the safety position in the fourth round overall if you're like, a, if you like if you're like me and you consider defensive line a premium position every pick but one is a premium position if you're like Bo and you don't consider defensive tackle that 
uh, five out of the eventual, what is this, eight picks or seven picks are elite uh, positions, specialty positions that that they hold out, blue chippers. Um, I like it. I mean, the the first four are guys that are all going to have first-round grades. I, I've seen Isaac sneak into the back half of the first round. Fought knew we've seen mocked as high as like the teens. Uh, Lassiter, it feels like the corner run always happens between about 22, 23, all the way, like pick 40. That's where, you know, Kansas City Chief uh, cornerback Trent McDuffie went. I mean, like there, there's an avalanche and, and there are some supplemental tackles that you can get in, the, in that realm too. So, but what are we seeing in these mock drafts? And you kind of alluded to it, Marvin Fourth. We're not seeing too many receivers fall as a result. Like my guess, if we pulled everybody who did these drafts, you took Marvin at four. What was remaining at receiver at 27? I'm guessing mm-hmm. it wasn't too pretty. I'm guessing they all got gobbled up by 15, 16, 17. Like, again, to your point, for the people who believe that truly believe the Cardinals are going to entertain a tackle at four, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, like, that's not number one, that's not happening. And number two, it's like, you need to consider Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunsey before you even dip your toe into Joe Alter Alu fashion right now because of the fact it's a it's a supply and demand issue. There are more tackles that could fit your need than there are receivers at the back half of the first round. You need to go where the value is going, and the value right now, and it could change, is telling you three of the best six seven players in this draft play happen to play wide receiver. I mean, Joe Alt Olu Fashionu have to somehow prove to you and it's nearly impossible that they're Orlando Pace they are Trent Williams in order to justify that don't you think correct yeah 100% that's a, it's a perfect way to phrase it because Marvin Harrison Jr has already proven that he is a generational Calvin Johnson Larry Fitzgerald type of prospect so to to your point like if people want to say well they need a tackle more than a receiver which that's ridiculous cuz they have Paris <laughs> Like, okay, would you rather have Calvin Johnson or Trent Williams? That's the conversation you have to have. But that somebody named the tackle has to catch up to Marvin, which is impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. Unbelievable set of mock drafts there. Thank you to everybody that sent them. And we don't get to all of them, uh, but a uh, big fan of those. Ray, Tyler, Lance, everybody jumping in there. Uh, we have uh, Stepin saying good strategy in that last mock draft, trading down at 27. I agree. Trading down, but staying in the first round, it's just, it's sweet, sweet music that uh, our digital money, Awesome Fort, was working there. Uh, Speaking of sweet, sweet music, uh, every time I pull up to Gila River Resorts and Casinos, the music in my car sounds a little bit better because I am, I know I'm in for a great time, no matter what time of year it is. And I've been to damn near every Vegas casino. This is on par, if not better. And guess what? It's right here in our backyard in the greater Phoenix area. It's Healy River Resorts and Casinos. It was the home of Cardinals, PHNX Cardinals postgame for home games this year. And it's open now with their state-of-the-art gaming floor with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, live table games, not to mention, this is my favorite, Arizona's largest sportsbook casino. It's fantastic. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, they're, you know, I, it's not in the read. I don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it because I was there every single Sunday for home games it is one of the cleanest casinos I have ever been to. It is the state-of-the-art casino that you all deserve here in our Football Lords year 2024. <laughs> so make a point. Head out to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Find out what Next Level is all about. They've got dining experiences, which 
go from chill, relaxed to like on top of the rooftop. They've got a restaurant. I need to get in there. Prime A Shula Steakhouse. Grab a cocktail. Grab a steak. It's almost pool weather. Sit by the pool, but do it with a loved one. Take a long vacation, a long weekend. Head out to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them truly show you what Next Level is all about. Couldn't agree more. Loved our time out there at Gila River. Also love my weekly stop at someburrows.com or someburrows. And you can check out someburrows.com to check out their entire menu. And you got to stop by the nearest location today. You can find your nearest location at someburrows.com. But they've got their triad of mango margaritas. Uh, they got all three marks and they are half price right now for Thursday, Thursday. It's unbelievable what they got. All their marks, half price. All you have to do is use the code thirsty and the offer is valid in store drive through only. You're like, well, Bo, you can't get margaritas through the drive through. That seems illegal. It's open container. No, some boroughs has you covered. They've got it uh, covered and, and perfectly within street legal situation here for your margaritas. We love our friends over at Sunburrows. They stopped by the office this week. They provided us with some delicious uh, chimneys and rolled tacos. They were fantastic. Taquitos. Check out what they got going. They've got great red chili beef. They've got green chili beef. They've got the whole slate. Great tostadas. Don't miss out on America's most beloved Mexican restaurant, Sunburrows. Check out what they're offering. The full slate, sunburrows.com. Just a couple minutes away from the open Q&A in our PHNX member discord but you got to become a diehard go phnx.com pick up a free hat and or shirt and the best part every single year you're diehard you get a free piece of merch on top of the many workings of our dear dear friends and colleagues at go phnx.com jesse friedman following the big acquisition for the diamondbacks new dh check that out craig morgan gerald borgay sons are white hot right now all that more go phnx.com become a diehard join the discussion join the conversation it's live immediately following the conclusion of this show. But first, Bo, we got to talk about this coaching carousel because yeah. as it relates to the NFC and how this could impact the Arizona Cardinals, it's pretty wild what's happened today. Yeah, I do like I do have one fun fact that Instagram told me this about new Diamondbacks DH Jock Peterson. Okay. He was the wide receiver one in the same receiving core in high school as Devontae Adams. Wow. Devontae Adams was wide receiver two and Jock Peterson was wide receiver one. And they have footage of young Jock out there running routes and, and Mawson guys. And then Devontae Adams is just kind of playing f- second fiddle. It's hilarious. I'm not sure I trust that coaching staff. And I like Jock Peterson. <laughs> that, that, right. that, would, that, would give me, that would give me some concern. Uh, Tyler H269, Super Chat. Thank you so much. Excited to see Monty Cook, aren't we all? Love you both. Love you, Tyler. Thank you so much for the kind super chat. Appreciate you, my guy. Greg, uh, $2, Google Damon Dogs for spell check. And wow, okay, maybe maybe keep your safe search on if that, if that goes down, if that's what's happening. But <laughs> appreciate you, Greg. Appreciate the support for $2. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Uh, as we talk about the coaching carousel, you texted me today and said the, the uh, Carolina Panthers are poverty. Do you care to <laughs> uh, expand on that after their very mid-head coaching acquisition today? I think there was a pair of them, right? I mean, I, I know what you're seeing from you know insiders, analysts, saying Raheem Morris to the Falcons and then Canales to the, to the Panthers, but really just does seem, and, and Morris is heading back to the conference that he, or the division that he coached with the Bucs and, and failed, 
Um, and he's done very well at the coordinator position. Um, but and then Canals going up to Carolina. I, I just think that with, with the elite coaches that were available and the fact that you had Bill Belichick in there, it's 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 hilarious that that you're pulling off the move is is Atlanta and then you know Carolina. Maybe it's it's an indictment as far as ownership and that they were only going to be able to choose from a tier of coaching candidates that are like the hot coordinators that, you know, and Canales probably could have sat out this period and been a bigger name next period, but he wasn't exactly the most white hot name on the coaching market. So I just think that it's, it, it, as far as the, the landscape of the NFC, it doesn't like these moves don't strike any fear in the heart of Cardinals fans. Like the AFC moves have done the AFC. Again, they're playing in a different, a different wage scale, different ballpark uh, of, of both the moves. I would say the, the, like, you knew Carolina had to go offense with Bryce Young and like for for Atlanta, I like I like Raheem Morris, the person. I think he's an excellent coordinator. And I I'm I'm happy that he he's getting another opportunity. He was not very good in Tampa. And I think for an organization like the reason that Jonathan Gannon I think is gonna cook this year and beyond, he's got Kyler Murray. Quarterback position's taken care of. Raheem Morris, like, what are they doing at quarterback? Like they have all these offensive skill players that they couldn't figure out with an offensive head coach, how to get them the ball. And like, I, th- I think that that is going to be the biggest kind of, wow, the, the Falcons are bad because yeah. like Kyle Pitts feels like a wasted resource. Drake London, Bijan Robinson, the, the meat of your team, the people that are blue chippers or what we think are blue chippers are on the offensive side of the football. You would think that they would double down with an offensive coach to get them the football. And instead, like, Raheem Morris is going to go rebuild like a pretty vanilla mid defense. And like, even if he gets them cooking, like they're going to win what seven games. That's a team. Like I could see them trading up, but I could also see them like trying to get Justin Fields and saying, no, we're just going to, we're going to run the football and and try to be physical. But yeah, Yeah. great, great point on the NFC, just basically doubling down on what they already were. It's, it's the, it's like the quarterback landscape and the coach landscape. It's it. I think it's when you're on the rise team and we'll talk more about the Cardinals being on the rise in the national notoriety they're getting there. Um, you're like, Hey, I can crash this party and it's a lot easier and it's not a gauntlet. When you look at the AFC West and what's going on in the AFC North, it's you, you still have the NFC South that has to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, the only thing that would maybe turn this into a horrible turn of events for the Arizona Cardinals is like now Belichick, is that options like does he is he like I still want to coach and go become like the DC for Sean McVay in, in no Los way. Angeles? No that way. would be an absolute nightmare. No way. <laughs> I think the AFC when you're in the AFC and subsequently what like the NFC West has been, you have to go big. Like they the the Chargers knew they couldn't hire another Brandon Staley. They had to get Jim Harbaugh. There was nothing else right. was an option. You're in the division with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You have just you can't waste Justin Herbert. It almost feels like these teams in the NFC South know how terrible that division is, and they're just like, maybe we'll hit on this guy, but if not, like <laughs> we'll still win seven games. We'll be all right. Yeah. We'll get people to pay for season tickets. Like the Cardinals, and like I love Jonathan Gannon, and he stabilized everything. But like they're going to benefit from Pete Carroll being gone. Hopefully, they're going to yeah. benefit from you know Sean McVay eventually stepping away. Like. When when you're in a division with elites upon elites of head coaches and quarterbacks, like you go into the offseason thinking to yourself as an owner, how how am I going to keep up? 
There's yeah. no sense of urgency in the NFC South for that. The NFC West yeah. and the, the greater part of the AFC, that's what that's that's how you live. That's how you live yeah. and feed your families. I, I, I don't disagree with Brandon Buckingham saying I don't think Canales is a bad hire. I, I don't either. I don't either. And I think that you know, I I I applaud them for for going with the coordinator instead of the proven commodities, but I think you got a guy like Vrabel out there. Yeah. I, I just think that that I don't know what they, and maybe he wasn't interested. I know that they, they even, the organization even tweeted out that he interviewed it. I don't know, man. Or I, I guess maybe that was Atlanta. I don't know if Frabel did interview in Carolina, but I think I, he did. I think he did yeah. interview. I would hate for him to end up in Seattle. It's, and he's not as good as Pete Carroll, but that, that would be tough. I'm, I think this, the root of this conversation is how can we get a, the final piece of the mid to land in Seattle yeah. in the NFC West? Yeah. And, you know, somebody said, what about Rabes to, to Seattle? That's, that's, that's still concerning. I'd still rather see Dan Quinn. Like they, they lost a, a pretty, what the league believes is a solid offensive mind to Chicago yeah. already. And, and you just love to see it. I also love to see that people are, are warning, don't Google Damon dog. Uh, <laughs> just don't do it. Don't Save do yourself. that. Don't Google Damon dog. Instead, Google or better yet, go to their website, desertfinancial.com, Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals and the venerable household for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make life better. The team are financial experts who are committed to their members and the community by offering financial solutions to help real life people like you and me. They've helped my family. They can help yours. Check them out for checking accounts, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. I was on the phone with their customer service team just the other day. Impeccable. And if you're an Arizona sports fan, there's no better place to do your banking than with Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the only place you can show your team spirit every single time you make a purchase with the exclusive, dare I say the elusive, Visa debit card, Arizona Cardinals edition, represent the Red Sea. Check them out, desertfinancial.com slash Cardinals to get started, Bo. It takes a matter of minutes. Open a checking account, debit cards in the mail just a couple days after the fact. Doesn't get any easier than that. I was driving uh, home today, and I saw that well, my, my gas light came on, and I'm mm -hmm. staring down intersection where on one side – there's a circle K and then on the other side, there's a competitor and I don't, you see that a lot. And yeah. Circle K significantly cheaper gas than its competitor. I don't know. Are they pawning off like more elite gas or something? Is that possible? But it's, it's impossible. Uh, saved even more because I'm a member of their free membership program. I'm in the mm. inner circle. I mean, I've already used my first five Phillips where you can save 25 cents per gallon. I'm at the three cents where I'm saving three cents per gallon. And I also hit my sixth uh, fill up in a row. So I got a free selection. I got myself a Polar Pop this afternoon. Perfect snack for free. Join the inner circle today. Go to Circle K, download the app. You got the terms and the conditions applying at participating locations, but visit circlek.com for more details, but don't waste any more time. Join their free membership program, the inner circle today. Start saving on gas right now. All right. We, we teased it. It's happening. The PHNX Cardinals open Q&A diehards post show in the Discord. Again, become a diehard. Go PHNX.com. And don't just do it for us and the chat. That's going to go down <laughs> here in just a couple of minutes. Get a free piece of merch. Get exclusive access to everything on the website. 
This is the perfect time. Draft season, you want to be up to date. Suns championship run, hopefully. Diamondbacks, free agency news, everything that's going on. Can the Coyotes make the playoffs? If you're a diehard Arizona sports fan, no better place to be. GoPHNX.com. If you become a diehard, send us a screen capture. We'll give you a shout out on Twitter. Show us the merch that you get because you will absolutely love it. And now it's time to jump in the Discord, have the post show with my friends, Bob Brock and Damon Dog. How are we feeling? We're feeling great. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Everybody who's not going to join us, have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Friday. Big news. Jeremy Fowler, VSPN, saying Cardinals, he talked to somebody in the know in the NFL, and they said they're the most dangerous four-win team in the league. I don't know if that's that's a compliment. We're going to dive into it tomorrow. Uh, so join us if you don't join us now in the Discord tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Thursday.